James is still suffering from an allergy attack, if you're listening to this in the future. Welcome to Deathly Hollows, part two, episode two. Hey, we didn't butcher it this time. <laughs> I butchered it on purpose last time. I'm, I don't, I need to take a nap or something right now. Shit. Anyways, when last we left off, Ron was learning Parseltongue by listening to Harry Potter in his sleep. And I had a gripe. Just like I always do. Now, Ron and Hermione do dope shit. They get a basilisk tongue to stab what I now know. A basilisk tongue? Yes. To tusk. To fang. There you go. Tongue, tusk, fang. We got there. It's a mouth thing. Whatever it is, it's a, it doesn't matter. It's a mouth thing. Basilisk's tusk. whole mouths are poisonous. It kind of matters. <laughs> it's all poison. It does bother me that they both handle the basilisk's fang by the bone and none of them are injured because in other lore things basilisks you can't even touch their fangs they're so poisonous hmm. depending on what lore you're subscribing to even when so, they're dead yes oh it's it, it, it's it's a that's a nitpicky thing that doesn't really matter see but, i never heard about basilisks till harry potter so it it it, it really just depends on the lore you're subscribing to and by all accounts, they can absolutely handle this fang with their hands. It doesn't matter. Um, Ron and Hermione do dope shit, and they go find themselves a basilisk fang and stab the cup that I now know to be the Hufflepuff cup, uh, which was never explained in any of the prior movies, which is irksome. It's irksome, I tell you. Uh, and then... They got doused by this weird geyser thing that launched a bunch of water into the room and for fucking no reason, question mark? It's like, okay, so you know how the ring had a curse that Dumbledore triggered? Yeah. It's like essentially the same thing, so... A defense mechanism of sorts. Yes. Where basically, like, the Horcrux is like, oh, you fucked my shit up. I'm gonna fuck your shit up as much as I can really quickly. You're either going to die or you don't. Like, I can't control it. Cause... I don't think it's a good idea to have your security system work only after it's been broken into. Yeah. In theory, the security system should work in advance. It's more like a, if you touch it, the curse. Kind of like an onward, where if you touch the phoenix gem, that's when the curse awakens. It's kind of like the same thing. Well, whatever. Ron and Hermione spend most of the movie wet. In more ways than one. Ayo. They're minors in this movie. In only one way, in only one way do they spend the movie wet, and that is be, being doused in the sea. They are not minors in any sense of the form in this movie. Doesn't matter. Now, Voldemort tries to do magic <laughs> with the Elder Wand. I don't remember what he tries to do when the wand starts cracking <laughs> and falling apart. He gets cranky and shoots a giant. Oh, yeah, he gets mad and he tries to do big magic. Without saying a spell, he just tries to do big magic with his wand. And that motherfucker starts cracking and falling apart in his hand. And he knows something's wrong with it. He doesn't know what's wrong with it, but he knows something's wrong with it. And I, my, my joke about it was that the Elder Wand is trying to commit suicide in his hands. Because Voldemort... And now this is going to be a fucking thing for the rest of the episode, okay? Voldemort is not the true owner slash master of the Elder Wand. Mm-hmm. Which is a statement 
made in that scene. It's not spoken aloud, but the elder wand starting to fracture can only mean one thing. Is that Voldemort is not supposed to be the person operating <laughs> that wand. That is the only thing it can mean. You can't come at me and go, oh, well, what if it's fracturing because he's a bad person? The wand doesn't give a shit about the morals of the person operating it. The wand has rules, and they're not established at all. They were established to me by my wife. She told me the Elder Wand rules. Harry Potter says the Elder Wand rules after the fucking movie. And I don't remember anyone else saying the Elder Wand rules. Eh, they talk about it in the thing we don't talk about. The books? We don't talk about the books. Right. Guess what? I don't know the fucking rules unless you tell them to me! Honestly, if you're going to make a movie series based on an existing world in a book series, you have to lay down some ground rules. You don't have to put out all of them, but you gotta help me here. You keep doing shit that is written in the books like the books are law. And you don't say anything about how it came to be or why the rules are the way that they are and when you don't explain the rules until after something happens then I call bullshit on everything that happens everything that happens based on a rule that exists only in the books is fucking crazy all of the things that happen with the Elder Wand fucking crazy because they don't tell you about what the Elder One does or what its rules are until after the fucking events of the movie. The movie's fucking over, and Harry starts talking about the Elder One and what the rules are. And that's the first fucking time you hear anything about it. You, if you only watch the movies, like me, there are no rules. Nothing is explained. Nothing makes sense. Everything could be resolved with common fucking sense if only the movies would try it. If you're gonna make a movie based on a book, put the fucking rules in there. Waste the time. Explain the stuff in a clever and fun way. Because if you just sit there and exposition dump about the rules for the whole fucking thing, it's a waste of fucking time like I'm doing on this podcast. Now! Everybody has to get their kisses in. Yeah. You're all about to die. Because everyone's going to fucking die because we're going to have a war. So everybody's got to get their kisses in because there's murder that has to take place. See? All the Hogwarts kids, they got to murder a bunch of adults that stormed their school. And you know what? I'm all for it. Arm the children. All these adults got to kill all these kids. And you know what? I'm not for it. Don't murder children. Even if they don't support your ideas. Don't kill the children. That's fucked up. Even if they're armed. Even if they're trying to kill you? Don't put yourself in a position where you have to kill children. Now, they waited for all of the movies. 
to pass. Before Ron is smart more than one time. They allude to Ron being smart a lot of times. And Ron is a very clever and touted tactician. He's a smart guy. I know this because my wife told me. He's a chess master. He is a very talented individual. He's very smart. Decent at casting. Pardon me. <coughs> Jesus. Now. Ron does a lot of smart shit in this movie. Makes a lot of good plans. <coughs> I'm, I hate myself and my allergies. I think you're sick. If I'm sick, I'm going to end my life. I'm going to drink an emergency after stream. It's a great idea. Because mm -hmm. last time it was you that got me sick and you said, I had an allergy attack and then you definitely had a head cold and then I died for five days. Yeah, that was wrong. They waited. For the whole time, between the first movie, where Ron is smart, and the last movie, where Ron is smart again, to let Ron actually do smart shit. All the rest of the time, it's bad luck that happens to Ron, and he doesn't get to plan anything. That's the whole rest of the movies. They tell you, oh, he's this brilliant tactician, then he does dumb shit. Because he's the comedic relief character also. Harry has to go find the diadem. He's in the room of requirement. And we see... Everybody's favorite asshole, Draco Malfoy. Snatch Crab and Goyle. Mm -mm. Goyle and... Blaze. Sure. Is Crab dead already? We don't really see Crab. I'm, I'm assuming... What I'm assuming is something happened with, like, the actor or something. He got too good looking. Um... But, yeah, we don't really see Crab past, like, I don't know which last... It's like the fourth movie or something. When you see Blaze come in as, like, Draco's second henchman, then you don't really see Crab anymore. So, Crab, Blaze, and Draco follow Harry Goyle. into the... Sure. Goyle, Blaze, and Draco. Whatever. The Goon 1, Goon 2, and Draco follow Harry into the fucking place. And I don't know what Draco's plan here is, but he still hates Harry Potter, so they're going to fight. Uh, Harry finds the diadem, and they start this big old fight, and then Goyle does fucking wild magic and lights the whole goddamn place on fire after Ron charges after them by himself because they dared threaten his girlfriend. Mm. Adorable. Stupid, but adorable. So Ron runs back, and he's like, Goyles lit the whole bloody place on fire, which technically is true, because he did a spell, which America told me is wildfire. Now, it's not explained what this spell is or what it does, but it does some really crazy cool shit. However, it's also dark magic, which America told me. I wouldn't have known unless she did. And basically, Goyle burns the whole fucking room to the ground. He also can't control it, as you notice, because he's like... Yeah, he's trying to stop it, and it just keeps spouting out of the end of his wand. Also, he fucking dies. Yeah, he's dead. In the fire. Yeah, he's gone. He lights the fire out of a furious rage and a love for chaos and carnage, and then dies in it. That's not very cunning at all. Ambitious, sure. It's not very cunning. I don't think you gotta check all the boxes to be in the house. <laughs> I will that, say... Honestly, that's a fucking Gryffindor move. 
Just to just light shit To light fire. the whole motherfucker on fire yeah. and then die in the fire on accident. That's a Gryffindor thing to do. Like, I know what'll save the day. Burn the forest down. I gotta save the bears. Dies in a fire. That's a Gryffindor thing to do. Now, Goyle doesn't try to save bears. He just falls and gets consumed by the wildfire. Harry Potter and his friends do good people shit, and they rescue Draco and his uh, other compatriot, whose name doesn't matter. Really doesn't. Uh, and my notes were, quote, Goyle, what the fuck, are you just that bad at magic? Yes. Followed by, okay, bye, Goyle, as he perishes. Uh, and then, you know, they... they, they kill the diadem which leaves nagini harry and that's it for horcruxes they've beaten them all except for nagini and harry i guess nagini was a horcrux like three movies ago which made me feel good on the inside that i guessed it nagini doesn't look good anymore neither does voldemort neither does harry the more horcruxes we kill the worse all three of them look which is a shame, but... Also, good job on, like, the continuity people and stuff, though. Yeah, keeping up on making Voldemort look more raggedy and raggedy. Uh, he is a henchman whose name is never mentioned, but it is shown in the credits, or in the, uh, uh, shh, Discord, shush. It is shown in the captions. Once again, watch your movies with captions so you can see little shit that you might not know about. There's a henchman named Thickness. <coughs> and that motherfucker doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. Yeah. He interrupts Voldemort two times. And after the second time, he fully kills him. Right there. Dude looks like he might be a lieutenant in this dark army, right? He's at the front with Voldemort and Bellatrix. And the Malfoy clan. Like he's out there. Looks like he's in charge of some shit. And he questions Voldemort twice. Interrupting him, I believe, both times. Might have only been one, though. And Voldemort just straight up kills him. So, you know, there's that. Thickness never learned how to shut the fuck up. Uh, Voldemort's scared, right? So he gets Malfoy, Lucius... Malfoy, into the boathouse outside the castle, and he goes, bring me Severus. Because who does he trust implicitly? The guy who killed Dumbledore. But does he trust him implicitly? No! Because Voldemort's not all the way stupid. Yeah. Voldemort's not all the way stupid. He knows the wand's not working right. He knows it's not working right, because it's the most powerful wand in existence, and it should be working right. But it's not working right. And as far as Snape knows, he has fully fooled the Dark Lord. Good effort. Dumb, but good effort. So, Lucius gets Snape to the boathouse. And Voldemort gives him some questions and stuff, basically tiptoeing around the idea that the wand doesn't actually belong to Voldemort. Blah, blah, blah. Snape says, of course it does, of course it does, because he is relying on Voldemort, failing with the wand. I also don't think he wants to die, particularly. Sure, so of course you're going to appease the Dark Lord. 
Voldemort's not that stupid. He's dumb, but he's not that stupid. And so he kills Snape immediately. Cuts his throat with magic without saying a spell. And then says, Nagini, kill. And Nagini fucking bites Snape somewhere, like four or five times. And everyone's favorite anti-hero slash triple agent fucking dies on the other side of some weird pained glass in a fucking betrayal and it's wholly disappointing and so fuck that that's a shitty way to kill that character you didn't have to like him you didn't have to love him that's still the worst fucking idea it might be worse than the end of the movie if i'm honest how would you want snape to go out I would have liked to have seen Snape wound Voldemort. I still want to see Voldemort kill him. But I would like to have seen, instead of just a surprise attack on Snape, I would have liked to have seen Snape use his Half-Blood Prince spells on Voldemort and have Voldemort either heal himself, showing that he is capable of great magic, both evil and good, and at the same time prove that he is more powerful than Snape by tanking those spells that only Snape knows and then kill Snape with, not the killing curse, that's lame, but like some other way to go. Like, at least let him duel his way to death. Don't just fucking make your Snape kill him. That's so fucking lame. What a terrible ending to a cool character. Like, total disservice to Snape. Honestly. Honestly. Super disservice to this character who's supposed to be this super badass motherfucker. And you just fucking oust him without even giving him a chance to fight. So fucking lame. Is that how he died in the books? Well, guess what? It's not a movie problem. J.K. Rowling sucks! Kill Snape in a cool way. Fuck you. That's all I have to say about that. That's fair. I really don't. Yeah, that's fair. Now, Voldemort does his talk to the whole school thing again. And he's like, I'll spare everyone if Harry Potter comes to the forest to die. Which is an oddly undark lord thing to say. I mean, the only thing that stands between him and ultimate power is Harry Potter. So he really just needs to get Harry out of the way. So that he can go about the rest of his reign of terror. That's all he's sure. been trying to do for seven sure, fucking sure. years is to just get sure. Harry Potter out of the way. Now he orders all of his people out of Hogwarts. He's like, fuck it, we don't need to kill any more people he's that are magic. He's trying to show people that he's a merciful evil, merciful evil lord. After he just had a bunch of people murdered. Yeah, and Stalin said he would feed all of his people. Uh-huh. Whoop. There it is. Nobody's gonna fucking believe that shit for a second. Now, Voldemort invented ASMR. <laughs> because the little, like, the whispers bring Harry Potter to me in the forests. <sighs> he just, like, they fucking put the microphone in Ralph Fiennes' mouth. And he did the whole thing, like, deep-throating a microphone to make it so that he was, like, in your ears. Cool effect. Didn't like it. I don't want those brain tingles. Didn't want it. Didn't like it. 
And then they do a montage of all the people who died for Harry to show you that he should feel guilty about all these cool characters who died. But guess what? We haven't seen any of them for four movies, so I don't give a shit about them anymore. Some of them we just saw last movie. The only character death that's really truly sad is Fred. Fred dies, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Fred. That's fucked up that they killed a twin. And you know what? More power to the writing. Because that's good writing. Kill your main characters. Do the George R.R. R. Martin. Kill them all. Do the beginning George R.R. R. Martin, not the end George R.R. R. Martin. He hasn't even finished this shit yet. Kill your main characters. Fuck it, right? If only. She killed a bunch of side characters that didn't fucking matter to me. Uh, they matter to other people. Are other people making this podcast? I am. They well, matter to me. Well, I'm sorry that all the characters you like died. Thank you. That's all I wanted. Fucking, I don't care. Uh, now we have to have the exposition bowl of blue water from Dumbledore's office. Because Snape said code words, said take my tears, and go to the Pensieve. Pensieve. And uh, get your exposition, Harry. Learn the story. Because obviously no one fucking tells Harry Potter anything! And we've come full circle. Once again, after se seven movies? Seven! No, eight movies. Seven eight years. movies! We still don't tell Harry Potter a goddamn thing. Until it's important to tell Harry Potter things. Even then. Even then. We just let exposition happen to him. <sighs> Fucking dumb. Dumbledore's a proper dick. Yeah. He's a true ass. Yeah. Now. We've done the whole exposition about how Snape loved Lily, James is a dick. Honestly, fuck James Potter. I mean, he grew up, but yeah, for a vast majority of his life, he was just kind of an asshole. Ja the, the James only, and Sirius. The only times we ever see James Potter interact with people while he's alive, he's a fucking dickhead the whole time. I think he's very arrogant. Gee, I wonder where Harry gets it from. Yeah. Couldn't fucking tell you that. I, 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 like, no, it sucks, because you're not even giving me more reasons to like Harry. You made him a terrible protagonist who never learns anything, and then you made his mom's biggest power love, and you made his dad a dickhead. I don't want Harry to win. Why would I root for that? Why would I root for this guy? There's not a reason. The only reason to root for Harry to win is because he's on the other end of the spectrum from Voldemort. He's the chosen one. Prophecy. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> chosen one prophecy. Fuck that guy. Would you like me to tell you how Voldemort created his own worst enemy? Because technically, it could have been Neville, or it could have been Harry, and really all that happened is Voldemort said, that one. 
And that's how the prophecy came to fruition. It's because Voldemort said, I choose that one. So Voldemort chose. Voldemort chose who was going to fulfill the prophecy. But it could have been either Neville or Harry. Because they were both born at the same time. Not like like the same time, but like close together. Neville's better. In almost every way. He has a better moral compass. He's nicer to people. He's stronger. And he has a rocket in character growth. From being the little weenie who gets picked on to being a bad motherfucker. Harry Potter doesn't ever get to do bad motherfucker shit. Harry Potter has stuff happen to him. I mean, he says that himself. He's like, most of the time, I'm really lucky. That's true. And I always have help. Like, he's like... (laughs) I I will say that for Harry Potter. He never takes 100% credit for anything that happens. And that's, you know, people ho- people heap that on him, actually. He's people very humble. People make him out to be this fucking, the one who will fix everything. And really, like, Hermione, Ron, and Neville Longbottom do the fucking carrying of this team. And Ginny. And Ginny. Ginny's a super wizard, dude. Like, Harry's greatest asset is that he can die twice and he's lucky. And he has good friends. If Harry was friends with Draco from the start, the movie would never happen. That it killed Harry in the second movie. He'd have been dead. Twice. Because he has to die twice. As we find out. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I really don't like Harry Potter. Now. The ending of the movie brings up a lot of problems. That I have. First of all. We talked in depth about this already, so I'm just going to let James go. First of all. I'll jump in occasionally. Voldemort has never beaten Harry Potter in a duel. He's been trying to figure out the whole wand thing so he could beat Harry in a duel. Like, that's been his, like, whole mission is how can I defeat Harry Potter because I keep trying. The kid keeps in fucking the my Goblet shit In the of Fire. Yep. That's what the game is, right? Yes. Yes. In Goblet of Fire, does Voldemort have his own wand? Yes. And he duels Harry Potter. A child! Fourteen. A baby child. Not as a baby as the first time he tried to kill him. <laughs> but um True. He duels Harry Potter with Harry Potter at a significant disadvantage. Helped by the ghost of his mother. And father. And father. And Cedric. And Cedric. Helped by ghosts. Voldemort cannot beat Harry Potter in a duel. Now, we as the audience see the ghosts help Harry Potter, right? Mm -hmm. So we know. Harry, maybe he wouldn't have won that duel had it not been for the ghosts. But they make it clear. Voldemort can't see the ghosts. Voldemort, they say it in this movie. They say the line. It's It's one time where they make the rules explicit. Voldemort cannot see the ghosts. They tell you this. So... With that knowledge, you go back to Goblet of Fire and you watch as a 14-year-old boy outduels the Dark Lord with his own wand. And now, Voldemort doesn't have his own wand. He's using the Elder Wand, which we know is more powerful than Voldemort's wand, but it only responds to its owner, which we know is not Voldemort because it's breaking apart in his fucking hands. In what world does Voldemort think he can out-duel Harry Potter at all. He has never won a duel against him. 
including when he had his own wand and he knew he was in the more powerful position. There is no evidence, there is no reason that Voldemort should think he can do this. I don't give a fuck if you're the Dark Lord. I don't give a fuck if you think you have the more powerful wand. You have never seen yourself do it. You got bet beaten by a 14-year-old boy with no evidence as to why that happened. You don't know what you're dealing with. So why would you make your last confrontation with him a duel? With a wand you know is not yours and is falling apart. Well, he thinks it's his now because he killed Snape. Great. Self-confidence at an all-time high, I guess? Is Voldemort smart or is he stupid? There's not an answer for that. He still didn't beat Harry Potter when Potter was 14. True. But that's because they had the twin wand thing. So that the wand, they could never kill, only like seriously injure each other. Sure, and he didn't know that then. That was explained to him later by Ollivander, who knows things about wands. Yes. So he's been on this hunt for two movies now, find, tr try to find a wand to beat Harry. He thought just a different wand would do, so he used Lucius's. Which blew up in his fucking face, yeah. and then he got electrocuted. Didn't work. So he's like, well, the Elder Wand beats all the wands. Like, you cannot beat the Elder Wand. The Elder Wand wins in all duels. Gotta find the Elder Wand. Go, da, 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 Ollivander. Da, 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 da. Uh, that other guy that makes wands whose name just flew out of my head. I don't know. Da, 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 da. Grindelwald. Grindelwald's like... Hey, I don't have it anymore. Dumbledore's got it. Goes and gets it from Dumbledore. Dumbledore set up this plan a good freaking forever ago. Juan doesn't respond to Voldemort because it didn't respond because Dumbledore's not the owner anymore. So, like... It is a great fake-out to convince Voldemort that Snape has the power of the other one. However, Snape didn't even lie when he told Voldemort that he wasn't the guy. He told Voldemort Voldemort was the guy, which is a lie, but he didn't lie when he said it wasn't him. If Voldemort can read people, which in theory he should be able to do, I don't know. They... The, the whole concept that you let your final plan for ultimate world domination or whatever come down to a duel against a guy you've never beaten when you've had the advantage every time. I mean, even in the last duel, which lasted all of 10 seconds and you got electrocuted by power lines, you had the drop on him. He was flying through the air and willy-nilly casting. He was also unconscious at that point. There's, I just, I can't, I can't put myself in the mind of someone who is so convinced of their own power that they can fail twice and go, I'll get him on the third try. Third time's the charm. Not for the bad guys. Fuck. It's just so unbelievably stupid for him to have that much unmitigated confidence to me. Like, I, I can't, I can't. If you can't trust Snape, so you kill him, how can you trust that anything is true anymore? Is that the real Elder Wand? Fuck, I don't know. Is it? Ugh. Did Grindelwald lie? I don't know. I can't tell if someone's lying anymore. 
how do you not have this much, like, crushing self-doubt all of a sudden when you kill Snape? That's your fucking guy! Well, because he thought if he killed Snape, the wand would respond to him. I don't think he wanted to kill Snape. But he needs the Elder Wand to respond to him so that he can beat Harry. So he kills Snape. He thinks he did it. He thinks he beat... He thinks the Elder Wand to respond to him, so he calls Harry to the forest. I mean, all he had to do was look at the wand. If you kill Snape and the wand fixes itself, yeah, you did it. If you kill Snape and the wand's still cracked and fucked up, maybe you didn't do it, guy. I don't know, is he just that confident that he didn't even bother to look down? Maybe. Maybe. It's fucking dumb. Maybe. Now, I have to include a rant about how stupid the characters are with Horcruxes. Because I wrote down in apostrophes to include a rant about how stupid the characters are with Horcruxes. Oh, I know what this is going to be. I remember. James has already yelled about this, like, once, and I told him to save it for the podcast. So, go for it. Here we go. There are a few excusable things that the characters do with Horcruxes. Accio! Trying to make it appear to you. Sure. Doesn't work the first time, probably won't work on the rest of them. Good try. In theory, it could work. It didn't. Oh well. Right? From the second that Dumbledore puts the ring on and it curses him and he gets an uncurable disease that Snape can't fix as Potions Master. And Snape gives him a year to live. Why do we keep fucking around with the Horcruxes? Why does Dumbledore not tell them, hey, maybe don't, like, wear them or touch them in ways that are, like, nonchalant? There's no... You can do all of Dumbledore's grand plan without the Golden Trio wearing the locket. You can do all of Dumbledore's grand plan without him putting the ring on his hand. No. The excuse for Dumbledore? He's searching for power? Maybe you get some weird power by putting the ring on? Maybe? I think he just, like, destroyed it and it was the curse that came with the ring. But why would you put it on? It's a known entity of evil. Why would you put it on? Why? There's not a good reason, if you know it's an entity of evil, to put it on your fucking hand. That's crazy. That's a crazy thing to do. Oh, hey, the greatest evil wizard in all of time put his soul in this ring, and we destroyed it, and black smoke came out of it. I'm going to put it on my hand. What? Oh, hey, the Dark Lord, the greatest evil wizard of our time, put his soul in this locket, and it screams in the protagonist's ear whenever he's close to it. I know. Put it on your neck. That's brilliant. No, it's not. That's the dumbest fucking thing. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Why are they so stupid with the poor cruxes? It, it, there's no reason. There's not a reason. 
It's not something that someone with a fucking brain would go, oh, uh, whatever, I'll just wear it. What? It's evil. You know it's evil. You've seen the Horcruxes be evil before. They still scream at you. Why would you wear it? And then, after it makes Ron really crazy, in whatever fucking movie it was... The last one. Sure. In The Last Deadly Hallows, after it makes Ron really fucking crazy, you're still gonna wear the thing? How is there not an idea to advance the plot without making the heroes idiots? You cannot have them be both smart and cautious at every turn and also so dumb that they put the evilest thing they've ever seen or touched on their fucking neck. That is so cataclysmically bad that it, it fucking blows my mind. All my fucking veins in my neck are going to explode. How is this taken seriously? How is anything the characters do taken seriously? They cannot be both brilliant and stupid. People can be both brilliant and stupid. It happens every day. Mythologically smart people are not stupid. Mythologically stupid people are not smart. People who make the clever, smart decisions that the characters make from time to time, whenever it's important, should know by the end of their fucking tenure at Hogwarts not to put the evil thing on. Dumbledore doesn't get an excuse. Dumbledore's driven mad by the idea of power. So maybe he thinks he'll get more power putting this cursed ring on. And instead it fucks him up. Permanently. The Golden Trio? They should be smarter. Ron especially. If he's made out to be this tactical genius, I would expect from him and then Hermione second of all to know not to wear the fucking locket. It's outrageous. It's outrageous and it's downright foolish. It, it's terrible writing. Terrible. Voldemort accidentally led himself to death. Yeah. Oopsie. Voldemort really didn't read the fine print on that prophecy at all. Nope. Didn't pay close attention. Oopsie. I made my own mortal enemy. Oopsie. I made him unkillable. Oopsie. That's a lot of oopsies. He accidentally led himself to death. The whole ending of the movie is a fat oopsie. Now, I wrote a lot of shit in capital letters this is why Voldemort's not in Ravenclaw <laughs> no he's not smart enough he's not intelligent he's cunning he's ambitious he's powerful not intelligent he needed a Ravenclaw best friend yeah he really needed and instead he talks to snakes and Bellatrix who's also fucking batshit crazy yeah Harry beat Draco in a not real duel to become the wand owner and that is some of the flimsiest wand rules I've ever heard now, let's remind ourselves. They don't explain the rules of the Elder Wand until after the movie. As was quoted to me 
by you, whoever defeats the wand owner mm-hmm. becomes the new wand owner. Yes. Which is a weird plot device to reunite the most powerful wand with the most powerful wizard. Which, frankly, you can make a whole movie series about that alone. And the hierarchy of people beating people to become the most powerful. That would be cool as shit. The rules change to simply disarming someone. As is said explicitly by Harry Potter in the movie. Don't care what the book says. Don't care what the book rules about the Elder Wand are. That's not what matters. That that is what's true. But what's true isn't what matters. What matters is what they tell you. And what they tell you at the end of the movie is, if you disarm the person with the Elder Wand, you control the Elder Wand. Yes. It is implied that that disarmament should come from an Expelliarmus spell. No. Just gotta disarm. Not implied. Not any rules. Just gotta be the person to essentially beat the other in a duel, even if the duel is hand-to-hand combat. Colossal bullshit. Outrageous bullshit. Yoink. Colossal bullshit. J.K. Rowling has gone on record that she really liked the idea that the whole fate of the world came up to a wrestling match between Draco and Harry. Fuck you. Fuck you for that. That's so fucking stupid. Wasn't big magic. Wasn't anything super crazy. It was just... Came down to a fucking scrabble? Yep. Fuck you. Just a little scuffle between two boys. Fuck you. It's not clever. It's fucking stupid. It's fucking droll. It's fucking stupid. James, you're sick. Just as an FYI, thought I'd let you know. It's, it's so bad. The movie built itself up to have this great climactic finish. And it has this wild duel between Harry Potter and Voldemort. And then they explain the why and the how of how everything came about. And they yada yada all of it. How come you're in control of the Elder Wand? Because I ripped it out of Draco's hand. Fuck you. Well, he ripped Draco's wand out of Draco's hand, but... Unbelievable. That's... It's so weak. It... It... It does not make the movie better. It doesn't make the story better. It makes everything worse. How are you going to build up to this huge climactic event and then ruin it in its entirety by having the fate of the world, as the author said herself, come down to a fucking scrap between two teenagers? Was it a haha fuck you to the rest of the world, J.K. Rowling? Because fuck you, your story's bad. Your hero sucks. 
his companions are the only reason he gets anything to work. Like, the wand rule, it's just, it's all so bad. It's such a bad book to film adaptation. And I can, I, I can only say that because people keep telling me the rules from the books and they make more sense in the books. Because they explain shit in the books. But if you, if you only ever see the movies, then it's, it's, it's terrible. It's not satisfying. It's not good. It's not cool. It's not haha clever. It sucks. It sucks to watch all this fucking hard work, all these mad clever plans from Dumbledore come down to, oh yeah, Harry fucking wrestled that wand away. Would it matter if Dumbledore did everything he did? If all it took was Harry scrabbling the wand away? I don't know. You made the fate of the fucking world come down to a fucking wrestling match. After you built enormous plans and decades-long conniving and cunning and intelligence and crazy plots. And it came down to a fucking joke. What a colossal letdown. It, 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 I, it's so outrageously frustrating to have been given so many cool cinematic things, such cool graphics, so much cool shit that happens and brilliant acting that happens only to come to... Yeah, he just grabbed the wand. I, I don't even have words to explain how frustrating that is. Like, it, does it matter? Does Dumbledore's plans matter? Not if it comes down to a wrestling match that he did not plan for. Nowhere in Dumbledore's grand scheme does it come down to a wrestling match between fucking Harry Potter and Draco Malfoy. That doesn't happen. That's not in his grand scheme of things. Nope. Dumbledore planned for cataclysmic shit. Dumbledore planned for Draco to have, like, be in control of the Elder Wand, because... That's what it was supposed to be. No one would ever suspect that. Not even Draco himself. Uh, it's, it's like a chess master losing a tournament to a guy who played checkers up until yesterday. It's crazy and so wild that you cannot... I can't suspend my disbelief enough. You got me to believe in a world of magic and you're going to make it come down to a fisticuffs? What fucking weak shit is that? How is this so beloved by people who love stories and people who love characters? How can they have allowed this to happen? And we made more movies about how smart Dumbledore is. And about all this more fantastical shit. And you're left at the end of a seven, eight, seven? The end of a eight movie fucking slog. With, yeah, all that shit, fuck you, it didn't matter. Came down to a wrestling match. None of it mattered. None of it was important. I mean, Dumbledore's plan still works. But it doesn't matter! I mean, Voldemort's still not the owner of the Elder Wand, and he thought Snape was the owner of the Elder Wand, and so it works. 
works didn't save the day. What saved the day and ended the reign of terror and horror was a fisticuffs between two scrawny teenagers. This is not some great haha joke. I mean, whether Harry owns the Elder Wand or not, the Elder Wand still doesn't obey Voldemort, and Harry still wins that duel. How dare they? Just gonna. Not let Neville kill Bellatrix. I was told during a pause in the movie that I would be pleased with how Bellatrix met her end. Everybody else was. I thought you would be. I don't care about Molly. Molly's a good mother figure to Harry. It's the not my daughter, you bitch line, and then she just fucking kills her. Bellatrix Lestrange never did anything so personal as torturing Molly's parents to death. I mean, she didn't torture him to death. Just insanity. Woohoo, Neville Longbottom got to kill Nagini with the sword. I wanted to see him run that sword through Bellatrix Lestrange's neck. That kind of would have been cool. That's a satisfying ending. And it shows that even the greatest of the characters has a fallible moment where they seek vengeance that morally they shouldn't. Give Neville a reason to release his fury and frustration and lifelong torment. Nah, fuck you. Let Molly do it. What? That was in the heat of battle shit, too. You didn't have to set up a lengthy plot line to get to that one. Dude, the, you, you fucking, you set yourself up from the beginning of the series to give Neville Longbottom this brilliant end at the end of the movies. He's not even the main character, but you were going to have such a satisfying story ending there. You could have done so much with it. You could have had a story with a point that revenge isn't always the best thing and that you shouldn't always seek out vengeance and shit like that. Or maybe if the opportunity presents itself, you hold and you don't look for the vengeance because maybe that's the best thing to do. Maybe you could pose all these questions and instead you fucking rip all of that away from an audience who deserves it and you give them some, this is my daughter, you bitch, some fucking bullshit with characters that we haven't really seen have anything to do with the other characters. It's fucking outrageous. How do you fuck this story that hard? Did you go to the George R.R. R. Martin School of Writing? I don't understand why they couldn't have just ended it good. It just, it doesn't make sense. All I'll say is it's more satisfying in the book. And I know that's not what you want to hear. I'm sure it's more satisfying in the book. Because in the book, Bellatrix taunts Molly over, like, her son's death. And Molly goes to the point of, you 
um, that Bellatrix will never touch any of her children again. And she goes on the... More satisfying. That's great. She goes on the revenge path of, like, a mother avenging her child. That's great. That's a good story ending. That's tremendous. If you include... If the movie included more shit about Bellatrix taunting the Weasleys over all of the misfortune the Weasleys have, and then that ending would have been great. Instead, what does she do? She doesn't even kill Ginny. She merely freezes Ginny in place. The curse is, doesn't even kill her. And they let Molly of the it's I, I I can't I can't fucking vent about it anymore because it's I, I have more shit than I need to bitch about. And I'm running out of time to bitch about it. I dude, I thought my Beetlejuice episode was gonna be the most angry that I got. This I'm so fucking hot and bothered right now. I mean that's because I mean you didn't have to put in a lot of work to get to the ending of that's Beetlejuice. You've put in like true. hours and hours I've watched in time and I did write a funny joke. It was like, there, there's, there was never anything to worry about. Voldemort was made of paper mache. That James did say that joke, and I laughed out loud. <laughs> like, I mean, at the end, you know, obviously Harry Potter <laughs> kills Voldemort, and but it, it, the way he did it was weird, and I didn't like that either, but I didn't bother writing anything down about it. Like, he doesn't even cast a spell. He just beats him in the duel, and then Voldemort, like, melts, kind of. Disintegrates, yeah, he, I think he, would yeah, be better. He, yeah, that's a better term. He disintegrates into these, like, little flakes of paper basically, and that's how Voldemort dies for the last time. And it's like, okay, we all, and we knew from the first movie that Harry was going to kill Voldemort. Well, obviously that was going to happen. It was just a matter of... What a plot twist if Harry died for real at the end and Voldemort ruled. I would have been blown away. I would have been blown away if Harry died, or even if Harry died while killing Voldemort. Or if Ginny died when Bellatrix hit her with that spell. All all of those things would have saved this movie for me. You know, when the book came out, people were, like, taking, like, serious, like, bets on who was gonna die. Like, there was, like, pools. Like, it was a sports game. Like, people were betting on who was dying in the last book. Now, they did get up on their high horse and snap the Elder One in half and throw it off the edge of a bridge. Into a void. In a very mean girl's moment from Harry Potter, he just goes, not one person should have it. If my understanding of magical items in the Harry Potter universe has any sense of rules about it, it's that magic items, i.e. Godric Gryffindor's sword, don't give a shit about how beat up they are. They will reform and reappear to people who need them. The Elder Wand is assumed to be the most powerful relic of all. Basically. Well, one of three. One of three. Harry Potter already has the other two. Although he does just leave the Resurrection Stone on the grass in the forest. Harry said, I shall be the last master of death and just separates all the Deathly Hollows. I don't understand why he would just drop the Resurrection Stone. Save it and bring Fred back. 
But when they come back, they don't come back wholly. They come back partially. They even said that in the Deathly they Hallows did, story. They did say that. So it. Kinda, so what's the point of it then, I guess? I mean, I guess you can see your loved ones one last time. You can have a conversation with them, but it's it's like a half. Then, yeah, then I say do it anyway. Keep the resurrection stone and bring Fred back so that he can see that you guys won the day and he didn't die in vain and you won and you beat all the bad guys. Don't just drop the motherfucker on the fucking grass. Harry Potter's a fucking idiot. A hundred percent of the time. Snapping the Elder Wand and throwing it into the void, not only throwing it into the void, but throwing both pieces in the same direction with the same amount of effort, I'm betting they probably land somewhere near each other. An article that powerful, I bet, mends itself together and just appears to someone else at some point. Because its master cast it into the void and broke it. I bet you that breaks some magical contract of some sort and now it's free to have any master. That's how I would write that item. I don't understand throwing it into the void. I, I simply don't. You, you can you can tell me all day long, oh, no one should have that much power. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Bury it. Dump it in the ocean. Throwing it into the void next to the most renowned magic school of all time. It's so half-assed. Like, do it the whole way or don't do it at all. Keep the wand or... Make a big show of getting rid of it in a different way. I'll give you that. That's fair. Burn it. Do something. Do anything else. But this half-ass break it in half and throw them both pieces in the same direction with the same effort? Fuck you. That's so lazy. And now, Harry Potter, not the least lazy person we know. He's very lazy. So this whole show of effort checks out fully for him. But I call bullshit. The whole ending of this movie, and then they, he fucking named his kids after Dumbledore and Snape and all these people in his life and didn't bother to name any one of his children after anyone in Ginny's life. I mean, those, Luna, Lily Luna, Luna was Ginny's friend too. Luna was Ginny's friend too, and but do we see it? Yes. Read it. We see it. Kind in of. Dumbledore's army. Yeah, they were together in Dumbledore's army, but so was everyone. Like, also, something that the movie skips over is that Luna is actually in Ginny's year. She's not in the Golden Trio's year, so she's technically a year well, younger. They do skip that. So Ginny would have been hanging out with Luna a lot more than anyone else the, would be. The the I think the thing that gets me so much is that this is an ending to a series and to a movie that is foreshadowed so hard that you don't have to foreshadow any of it. And then mishandled as hard as can be. I knew from the first movie Harry was going to kill Voldemort. Because they set it up in the first movie. It's him or you. And that's it. I, I don't know. Overall, um, cinematically gorgeous, like the last five movies, once they got their shit together and got some good directors and shit. Uh, beautifully acted. Mm -hmm. uh, just 
tremendous performances from everyone involved. Um, Soundtrack's always good. Soundtrack is good. Uh, you know, truthfully, I think overall with Harry Potter, my, I, I, I think they're good movies. Uh, I think they're very cinematically pleasing. I think uh, they're probably one of the best book-to-movie adaptations that there is. By far. Because I can't think of a better one. That's because there really isn't one. And, and I mean, it, it, there, there just isn't one. And th- it's done so masterfully that one could walk into just the movies and get out with a pretty good idea of how the books go. And I think that's that's a, that's a victory for them. I think that's that's well done. They worked very hard for it. Personally. America's going to have a hard time getting me to watch these movies again. I'll probably sit through them with my children in the future someday. It'll be it'll be a requirement. Um but I will if like if people ask me about it, I'll tell you Lord of the Rings is better. I'll tell you a million other movies are better. Because the stories are predictable, overall boring, and so egregiously bad that it's difficult to watch. But man, is it pretty. That's it. You finished Harry Potter. God help me if we have to carry on with these movies. I mean, well, now it's a whole different... The fucking Fantastic Beasts. I have watched the first Fantastic Beasts movie. I would need to rewatch it again. Same. Like, um, if we did it, I, w- I would go in not knowing much, because I didn't pay much attention to it. Nifflers are cool. Mm-hmm. Newt Scamander. What a terrible name. Based off a textbook. You know. Doesn't make it better. Um, I'm not 100% sold on the Fantastic Beast series. I never have been, so I have a lot to say about that series already. Um, so if we end up do if we do end up watching it, it'll be a both of us saying things, not just a one of us saying things. I'll I'll try to keep it more toned down so that she can get words in edgewise. I I will have things to say cuz I the first time I even heard, like, before I even saw it and I just, like, they were doing teasers and stuff, I was never really excited for it because I was just kind of like, we, I have a thing when people overkill things. Let the good thing be a good thing and you don't have to keep making more. Clearly Harry Potter has withstood the test of time without there being more Harry Potter shit. And if you let things continue on and continue on and you keep trying to, like, make it bigger, then you get shit like the Cursed Child. And that is a piece of garbage that I don't care how much J.K. Rowling says it is not fucking canon. And that's my rant. Thanks for joining us on this episode of City Wave Cinema. Um, We will see... Or I guess we will talk to you in podcast land next time.
We don't know what movie we're doing next, so you'll it will be a surprise for you as well as us. Until then, have a good time. Bye-bye!